Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. McFarlane, McFarlane Energy, thanks for sponsoring the Bradford Show. And there's nobody we would rather have on than Ricky Williams. Ricky, thanks so much for joining us. Because the reality is if is if I would have told everyone or told anyone publicly that I was consuming cannabis when I was running for the Heisman, I wouldn't have won the Heisman Trophy. Yeah. So this thing that people are doing to help themselves perform well and achieve, it's something that they have to hide and pretend they don't do. And I think that, that needs to change, obviously. Well, and, and that's what I want to talk to you about because – you, you know, you are well ahead of the curve. And we had on, um, we're a baseball center podcast. Jonathan Papelbon came on and he was, and this is after David Ortiz, Ricky, David Ortiz, right after he gets into the hall of fame, launches his cannabis company, which as you said, I mean, can you imagine that even a couple of years ago, but Papelbon comes on with us and he's talking about back in 2009, how it really helped him get off pain meds. I mean, yeah. and, and you're like this for a long time, you're obviously an advocate of it, but people are perceiving it as in a completely different way than certainly we are now, right? Yeah. Well, I think that's the that's the importance and the necessity for advocates. You know, people that get it and believe it and truly, truly want to get the message out. That's how, you know, their passion gets people to pay attention and it opens people's minds. Because so many people in this country right now that are suffering that are uh, hooked on opioids and there's a there's a healthier, better alternative for them but they're afraid of because of the stigma. All right, before Courtney asks who's better, uh, how good a uh, softball player Matthew McConaughey he is, uh, right? Uh, well, you want to ask that, Courtney? Go ahead. You want to ask that, actually. I want to really get more into the... the uh, all right, all right. Well, wait wait a second, okay? <laughs> wait one second, because, because, Ricky, I have a message for, for, for you from your, one of your former baseball teammates, okay? Oh. It oh, says, wow. and, and a spoiler alert, He's in our fantasy football league. He's in the Brad Show fantasy football league where we have a lot of former major leaguers. And so he says, I'm going to tell you who it is in a second, but he said, first of all, tell him I said hi, fist pump. Uh, one of my favorite memories as a baseball player was in 1998 when I got to watch him break up double play balls. He was literally a middle infielder's nightmare. Glad he was on my side. Who was that player, Ricky? Is that Jimmy? No, no, good. That's good. That was the year. I'll give you a hint. Batavia. Okay. The, who did, so Batavia who did was I, your last year with it last year, right? I'm trying to think. Who did, is it Nick Punto? Who did, Nick Punto! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good old Nick. Well done. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. So awesome. Yeah. So excellent job. So he, Nick wants to say hi. Um, so there you go. Good memories. And, good and I, yeah. yeah, well, listen, it sounds like you were a pretty good player too. And it's sort of like before Courtney, you get to your question, 
going off of what Papelbon said, where you know in baseball, you know he he had that he had that switch when he you know he you know morphed into cannabis midway through his career. Seeing like the we know about the effects and the power that it has for football players because you're getting beat up all the time. But as a guy who also experienced baseball stuff, could you see where this is was wasn't valued like it should have been? in a different way because it's a different sport and a different lifestyle? Well, I think that Major League Baseball, they haven't tested for cannabis in a, in a, in a right. long time. And so I think that, you know, on some level, they, they must get it. And, you know, it's, it's easy, and I think it's a great interface for people to understand. Football players, they get beat up a lot, and they're in a lot of pain. But I, I found the most, the most help, the most benefit from cannabis, actually, for helping me with mental, mental health issues, you know, and, and especially baseball. You know, football is tough physically. But mentally, there's nothing like baseball. You got to play every day, every day, you know. And I think just getting having your, your mind relax and seeing the bigger picture and, and it helps in mental recovery, emotional recovery, physical recovery. You know, I think it just it just helps more, I think, in the, the mental side of things. Looking back, looking back at your days as a professional baseball player. Could you appreciate that? Like, like probably a lot more than if you never like we can sit here and I've never been a professional baseball player. You have. Can you sit back and look at that time and say, hey, man, that was really impactful for me? Yeah, you know, in baseball, you know, baseball can be kind of streaky. You know, you get really you get really hot or you get really cold. And, you know, when someone's in a slump and they're stuck, you know, and they can't get out. And sometimes consuming a little cannabis, like, like changing your mindset, you know, can help you get unstuck. So Corey, definitely. Corey, what do you got? I'm a uh, cannabis advocate as well, by the way, Ricky. So I've always been a fan of, of what you've stood for and kind of who you are. You've always gone to kind of the beat of your own drum, which I respect. And it may have been kind of different for everyone, you know, when you were playing, but it's certainly not different now. Yeah. How do you feel kind of hearing a little bit from guys like an Aaron Rodgers or even a Jake Plummer now talking more about psychedelics and how that's working for them? Is that something that you sort of experimented with as well or interested in experimenting with? Do you see that kind of, again, that stigma maybe sort of taking a step back? I mean, what do you what do you think about that? No, you know, technically, and I think people miss this because of the stigma in the, in the past of our country's relationship with cannabis. But cannabis is a psychedelic. Right. And what I was saying about the altered mindset, that's that's what psychedelics do. You know, and it's funny, people. You know, people have used that cannabis affects short-term memory as a negative thing, you know. But one of the things you'll hear over and over again, and on a football team, on a baseball team, the coaches will say it over and over again. You need to have, you need to learn to forget what just happened so that you can move on to what's next. Short memory, yeah. Okay? A short memory, exactly. So, you know, it, when we're looking at it from like the, the benefit side, Right. There are a lot of things that that torture us inside of our minds that we would be much better off if we were able to let it go or forget about it and see a different perspective. And so that's what psychedelics do. They help us reframe our past memories so that we can have remember them or think about them differently that free us from whatever got us stuck in that situation. And so my biggest push for Heisman in, in cannabis is really about the entheogen the entheogen or the psychedelic effects of cannabis. But I understand to start the conversation, we talk about people and helping people, you know, eat when they're when they're have cancer and have to 
experience radiology, chemotherapy, um, talking about helping people get off opioids. These physical effects right, are most pressing, so I get it. But I think that the deeper truth and what cannabis really is here to help us do is take care of our own mental health. I want to remind everybody, and this is great conversation, Ricky. I really appreciate it, that you're going to be in Cam on Cambridge Street in Cambridge, 1385 Cambridge, CAC Cambridge, ribbon cutting. Who doesn't love a good ribbon cutting, right? Especially for a dispensary in Cambridge. Right, yeah. exactly. And so, I mean, Cambridge is not, like, listen, go back to, I don't know, you're a little young for this, but Bill Walton back in the day, oh my, I don't know, have you ever talked to Bill? I would I love to get you and Bill Walton in the same room. Yeah, he's from San Diego, like me, both from the same Yeah, so, you, so you've had some conversations with him? I have, yeah. All right, so he used to live in Cambridge. So it's a good, good place for a lunch, good place for a ribbon cutting. So when you talk about, you know, another thing Papelbon talked to us about was, you know, talk about anxiety and how he would, he revealed to us that before he went on every road trip, before he got on a bus, he would have to go in the back room at Fenway and, you know, take cannabis. Um, you know, he had a first pitch last year. He, right before, same thing. Was there any time in like in your time, a big moments where you had where you said, you know, I need to do this? And like, like you said, we can look back now and say, well, that makes all the sense in the world. But was there a big moment looking back, Heisman, um, big game, anything like that? You know, so for most of my career I, that I was consuming cannabis, I was being drug tested um, every other day almost. And so I, w I wasn't really able to, to, to use cannabis like that. Uh, and for me, the way I've used it, it's more of at the end of the day, you know, more of reflecting on the day, kind of thinking, you know, where, where could I have done better, you know, and just just coming to terms with the day and processing everything and getting ready for the next day. Um, but but he, everyone uses cannabis differently. And I think part of educating consumers is to to help them understand, you know, start to consume a little bit and, and see what comes up for you, see how you can utilize it to help you understand yourself better. You know, and the obvious question, Ricky, is is as we sit here and we're talking, and Courtney brought up Aaron Rodgers and, and talked about all these guys and, and all these, the league's acceptances. I mean, I Googled that today. Go down every league. I mean, there is an, a, a, a very real acceptance of this. Yeah. Like now, are you like, oh, really? Really? No, not at all. Not at all. You know, when I decided to be a football player, it wasn't for the money. It was to make a difference. I didn't know how it was going to make a difference, but I knew if I had a platform, I could make a difference. And I look at how things are changing around cannabis, you know, the regulations. Yeah. But really the conversations is people are talking about it as more of a health and wellness issue, not a substance abuse issue. And to me, I take at least a tiny bit of credit for that and feel like I've been able to use my platform to do something meaningful. So I see that and I feel pride. Well, you should. I mean, there's, there's no question about it. I mean, Courtney said it, right, Courtney? I mean, it's like you're you're obviously a, a guy who you make us think, Ricky. Like that's yeah, the thing, right? That's what I do. I mean, that's but that's that's <laughs> what going back, like going back instead of the, instead of just this brick wall of oh yeah, that guy's smoking pot or whatever, or that guy's taking care. No, it's like you're making us think. I rem I've seen the documentaries on you. I've I've heard hearing you talk now. All of that. It's making us think, and, and that's a good thing. I, Ricky, like, I'm going to be honest with you. Here's the thing. I've never smoked pot in my life, not once. I haven't taken cannabis once in my life. That's a choice that I made. Like, I got down so far down the road, I'm like, oh, okay, this is going to be my discipline. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but I tell you what, talking to people like you, it makes me think. 
Like it makes me think certainly more than it did like 10 years ago. And, and yeah. to be honest, you know, when you said, hey, we all have things in our brain that we like to forget and we like to you know, recover from, I think every single person alive has that. And I think that's really powerful. And I think it's really important. And that's a great message to send. Yeah. And really, I'm just I'm just relaying a message that has been around for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. You know, people have been using cannabis for thousands of years uh, medicinally. But because of prohibition, you know, the past 90 years, um, we've kind of we've kind of lost that that access to what cannabis can do for us. And I feel like part of my job here is to to bring it back into the conversation. And, and back to what you said about making people think, you know, when back in 2004, when I when I retired from the NFL, um, after failing a drug test, you know, growing up, you know, telling people I wanted to be to be somebody, you know, the one thing they always said is stay away from drugs, it'll ruin your it'll ruin your life. Okay. And I'm sitting in this situation where I'm watching the news, you know, and the stories, you know, the world's biggest underachiever throws away everything for pot, for drugs. And I'm sitting there like, oh my God, this is what I've been trying to avoid my whole life, throwing everything away for drugs. And then I, I sat and I said, actually, that doesn't feel like what's really going on here. And I kind of dug deep inside and I asked myself some serious questions and it led me on a journey to understand why am I making this, you know, what seems like stupid, drastic decision. There must be something underneath this. And the way this story is going to play out is going to be based on what the choices that I make from here on out. And so I decided, you know, that this is the choice I'm making and I'm just going to go full board and and really trust it. And I I trusted my heart and, and it seems like, you know, I made the right choice. Well, I, yeah, I know the, the first of all, like, I, I just want to say again, great name for the brand, Heisman, H-I-G-H-S-M-A-N, a purpose-driven cannabis lifestyle brand founded by Ricky here in ribbon cutting in Cambridge on Friday from 9 to 10 uh, at CAC in Cambridge. But Ricky, before you go, if I can, just because, again, I'm, I cover baseball, this is baseball, and, 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 and I actually had a guy say that, this the, a Red Sox pitcher, his buddy. He said, "Yeah, yeah I pitched for the Lowell Spinners, and the first pitch that I pitched, uh, Ricky uh, Ricky Williams hit a ball so hard back at me. You know, it, it, like it was this great story about you know this larger than life guy playing baseball. Do you think, looking back, do you think that this was a a path that you thought at some point because you would go to the Rangers right, and then you decide you're going to go in the draft." Did you ever yeah. think that you're going to be a baseball player? I did. So growing up, that was my dream to be a professional baseball player. I grew up in San Diego, uh, watching Tony Gwynn, home of Ted Williams. So uh, you know, I, I thought that was my future. And then when I was 13, I started watching Notre Dame football, and I was like, "Wow, I got to have that college football experience." And so when I was drafted uh, by the Phillies, pretty when I was being recruited, I told all the baseball scouts, "I said I'm playing baseball, but I need to play college football too." And so they all knew, and I told all the the football, I told all the colleges. I'm coming to college to play football, but I'm a baseball player. Um, but I got into went to Texas and was playing minor league baseball at the same time. I was just much better. I was just much better at football. So there was more opportunity. I still wanted to play both, but when I, when I got drafted, the Saints said you got to choose. So mm-hmm. I, I chose. But there was a one point after my second year in New Orleans, I called up my old baseball coach, started started taking batting practice again, reached out to the Rangers, and really strongly considered. Making, really? Making the switch. Yeah. Oh, wow. After your second year in New Orleans, after, huh? After my second year. I had a, I had, because my first year, my first year I missed four games because of an injury. My second year I missed six games because of an injury. So I was thinking, you know, maybe I need to play a sport that's not so rough. 
Oh, I didn't know if you were going to get like Bo Jackson it and do both. That's what I was. I, I mean, that was the dream. But after yeah. I started playing football, I was like, this is this game is tough. What was the moment from your baseball career? Do you have a favorite moment? Hmm. You know, it was really I'm just. A, think now. It was really, it was really just the whole experience. You know, because because college football, especially at a big school like Texas, you get spoiled. You know. But you go play minor league baseball. There, Batavia. There's a jail right next to the field, Ricky. Yes, it, <laughs> minor league baseball. Was, I was I was at the was at the Rams game with uh, with Mookie Betts on Thursday, and we you know we were talking we, we were talking about minor league baseball, you know, and in the good old days, and it kept me humble, you know, it kept me hungry, it kept me in shape, and I think it actually contributed to my to my the success I had as a college football player. Well, listen, the fact that you're hanging with a friend of the program, Mookie Betts, that says it all right there. <laughs> and last thing is, we, we ask people to say baseball isn't boring. Like, we're trying to spread the word, right, Ricky? Can you think of a reason why baseball isn't boring? Why it's not boring? Well, yeah, so, I, I so say like, specifically in, in person, you know, there's an because you, you don't see it on TV. You don't appreciate uh, on television how fast that ball is getting out of the pitcher's hand and getting into that catcher's mitt. And in, in, in real life, like the, the speed of that ball and the quick reactions of the players to be able to make solid contact, oh, my God. It's, it's, it's like it stretches the, the mind. It's fascinating. We just did this morning, Ricky. We just talked about this. We said baseball is better to go to and watch than a football game. Yeah. Am I, right? I agree. In I agree. By far. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. there you go. Perfect. Hey, listen, Ricky, we're, we're going to spread the word uh, all week long leading up to the ribbon cutting on Friday. So really appreciate your time. And, um, and anytime you want to talk about anything or have any conversation you want to have, we're here for you. We appreciate it. That is awesome. Thank you. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.